Hello, hello, hello. Let me get my Mama Kelly's voice for my podcast. This is Mimi Kelly, Mama Kelly, if that brings you warmth. And I am reading for from the Creative Positive Response ebook. These are exciting times. We have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have uh, Instagram and Thread and TikTok. But I've decided in this season that my podcast is the most nurturing space for me to communicate from. So I am starting this season with sharing an audio of an ebook that I created called Creative Positive Response for Your Soul. It starts I shouldn't be writing this ebook, I should be focused on upcoming film projects. A documentary, Georgia May, Women Who Don't Quit, which is centered on my mom's story, although it's for all women. I should be focused on Every Night in L.A., the sequel to One Night in L.A., my first feature that's making festival rounds and placed with an agent and producer to be sold. I'm directing and producing both of the film projects, so you can imagine there is so much to do. Pre-production, financing, all of it I love, but it has all been interrupted by KPR, which entered my heart out of nowhere when I was getting ready for a festival. And so I wrote an article on the Medium platform about it. And I haven't been able to stop thinking about its importance in my life. And so I must share. I'm so grateful for those of you who registered for the Zoom. So you're going to get a link to this audio book uh, directly from me with a note. And we can correspond by email if you have any questions. And so let's get started. While writing the piece... And looking back over my life, I realized that KPR saved me from confusion, depression, and hopelessness for 30 years. That it's been my way of coming through negative circumstances and landing in a positive, peaceful space, no matter what was going on around me. Crime, inflation, recession, depression, racism, scarcity, tribalism, and more. I have always responded in the last 30 years with KPR. Of course, it hasn't been the end all. It didn't erase all that I face, but it sure did protect my heart and emotional state as I moved through life's ups and downs. So I feel obligated to share it. I feel called to share it as a service to others. And so... I say, dear God, I am answering the call. What is KPR exactly? KPR is creative positive response. It really started off as CPR, but I don't want to get hit with an infringement lawsuit. So I changed the C to a K. And KPR is a response to life circumstances. And it's a term I coined to describe how I have reacted 
during difficult times in my life for the last 30 years. To explain where KPR began for me, I have to take you back to 1992 in Los Angeles, where I was living with three small boys. And at that time, they were ages one, four, and seven. And I was married to their dad, my tall, dark, and handsome college sweetheart. I love to brag about him. He was an IT professional at the time and a former basketball player for UCLA. He had also played overseas. I was in love. But by this time, I'd also realized that our white picket fence wasn't perfect, that being a parent could be quite challenging, especially since our oldest had been diagnosed with special needs. I call it now autism, but at the time, they didn't know what the heck was going on. By this time, I knew that life wouldn't always work out like it did in my favorite movies with Doris Day and in television shows with Lucille Ball, I'm Dating Myself. I had accepted that racism was in fact real, that police brutality was gruesome. I watched Rodney King be beat on the freeway and it had scared the heck out of me as I thought about how to protect my little boys. In that same year, Latasha Harlem, a 14-year-old, had been shot in the head and killed over a bottle of orange juice when a liquor store owner accused her of stealing it. During this period, my eyes were wide open to the events of the world, and I was making sense of it all for the first time as an adult living on my own. I was blessed and living in a desirable part of Los Angeles in our first house, an area where where many of my black UCLA friends had purchased homes. We were driving the first SUVs off of the factory line. Our kids went to the best nursery schools, or we were stay-at-home moms. Life was good. But something felt off about our journey. Something was missing. We were too materialistic and individualistic. During this time, there was a homeless woman who also who always sat on the bus stop outside of 7-Eleven near my house, and I would pass her in the mornings on my way to work. As I recall, she may have had her daughter with her. This really bothered me. I felt sadness every time I encountered her. A few times, I went up to her and gave her money, and she was polite and appreciative. The encounter settled in my heart, and often with I would ask myself, how could anyone be relegated to sitting on a bus stop all day long in the United States of America? I'd been born in 1960, growing up in the positive, transforming 70s when America was committed to being its best. I hadn't discovered that KPR or an activity where I unleashed creativity creativity, and served others would always protect my heart. Although I hadn't found my passion, I was teaching elementary school and serving in a nonprofit, and I felt a degree of success. Yet my dreams of the 70s had not been reached. I was working in Beverly Hills doing office work at the time, and after work, I'd have a couple of drinks at happy hour while I contemplated life. Once I had so many drinks that I barely remembered driving home. 
And this is when I accepted that it was time for me to transform my life. It was time for me to discover KPR. God and prayer. My first response to my confusion about life was to pray all night long. My husband worked at nights at the time, and I remember placing a blanket on the floor and talking to God, telling him that I was not getting up until he gave me answers about my life. I wanted to have a life filled with purpose. I felt an urge to be creative, and I didn't know what that urging was and what I should do with it. I wanted God to explain to me what I was to do. This this first encounter was during the holidays, and I was scheduled to fly to London to be with my mother, who was director of military schools for Department of Defense, Defense, Atlantic Region. And when I arrived, I was still a mess, praying and talking to God. But within a few days of being with my mom and my big mama, my mother's mother, God spoke to me. I was to sit down and write, which let me tell you, honey child, was the last thing I expected God to ask me to do because I had graduated from UCLA and I had done horribly in English. And I had taken a journalism class after I graduated and I had gotten an F. So when he told me to sit down and write, I was like, are you sure you're talking to the right person? I really thought he had gotten me mixed up with someone else. But I obeyed and I stayed in London to write. I wrote the first draft of my first novel, On Edge, in six months. And in it, I reached, I worked out all of the mixed emotions that I had about my life in Los Angeles. All of the things that I talked to God about while being on that blanket that night. It was my first KPR experience. God told me also that I needed to serve others. I started with working at homeless shelters when I returned to Los Angeles and teaching for Los Angeles Unified and Watts. My school had families who were living close or below the poverty line, so I started a nonprofit while teaching to serve the students and families at my school. I misread earlier when I said I was teaching and had the nonprofit. Those two things resulted as a result of KPR. When I was no longer teacher, teaching, I continued serving urban youth and women and added young adults with disabilities. As my oldest son had been diagnosed, diagnosed with autism when he was seven, I committed to always allowing God to guide my life. I knew that I would always need to pray and that he would work out my purpose and give me and order my steps in any given season. And I would always engage my creative brain. I started writing novels, then an inspirational nonfiction book, then plays, then essays, and now I'm finishing up my creative journey with writing films and sharing creative positive response with you. KPR.
The rest of this book contains topics that are important to help you face any negativity in your life. While it will help you guard your heart and make an impact on your family, friends, and, and community. In essence, it will help you make this world a better place. Life is complicated, and the lists that are in KPR will help to focus you on those things that you can control so that your response to life is filled with positivity and purpose. Your creative positive response at any given set of sec- for, for any given set, set of circumstances it will help you delineate that. Where appropriate in the ebook I share notes of how I handled a topic. I wish that I had had these checklists in one book to keep me focused. As I stated earlier, this little audible ebook was not on my life plan, but I feel God wants me to share about my creative positive response. So I am. However, this is not a literary masterpiece. I am sharing the audible because I have not had time to give it to an editor to edit. So I'm editing it um, as I go. It's not rocket science. There are no guarantees that the list contained herein will help you. But from my experience using them over 30 years, I believe they will. Over the last 30 years, I reduced sermons, self-help book, magazine articles, Google searches, all sorts of information into lists to help me stay grounded in my purpose, to allow my steps to be ordered, and to keep me keep me positive when I was facing negative circumstances. I use the list here to keep me focused and to keep my heart filled with hope. I use these lists to write essays, to get them published, to write, direct, and produce plays, and to write and direct and produce film. I wouldn't change anything about my journey now, and I pray that this book helps you find the KPR. Next section, Powerful Guide to KPR. Responding responding creatively to negative circumstances can be a powerful way to navigate challenges and cultivate resilience. By approaching adversity with creativity, you can find new perspectives innovation solutions, and emotional outlets. I pray for 24 hours on a blanket in my living room. Not everyone can do that. So here's a guide on how to foster a creative response to negative circumstances, where you are, and how you're able to do it. But there are several things that you must encompass. One, Embrace mindfulness. Begin by acknowledging your emotions and the negative circumstances you're facing. Practice mindfulness techniques like deep breathing or meditation to ground yourself in the present moment. This awareness forms the foundation for creative response. 
That night on the blanket, I was absolutely honest about everything that was bothering me. Professional and personal unfulfillment, empty relationships, and a need to be guided to my purposeful work. Number two, reframe the situation. View the negative circumstances from different angles. Challenge your initial reactions by asking questions such as, what can I learn from this? Or how might this situation offer unexpected opportunities? Shifting your perspective can spark creative insights. I asked God questions about things that impacted me deeply emotionally. Why did the homeless woman bother me so? Why did I hate working in an office? Why was I drinking too much? What was the creative urging and what could I do to release it? Three, cultivate positivity. Find pockets of positivity within the negative circumstances. Focus on aspects that are within your control and can lead to positive outcomes. Embracing even small moments of joy can help shift your mindset towards creative problem solving. I was grateful to be on the blanket and for every opportunity to talk with God. Number four, express through artistic outlets. Channel your emotions into artistic outlets such as writing, painting, music, or dance. Creative expression can help you process feelings and find catharsis. It unleashes you. It can also lead to innovative solutions or fresh ideas. Number five, brainstorm creative solutions. Approach challenges as opportunities for creative problem solving. Gather a diverse group of people, if possible, to brainstorm solutions from various perspectives. Encourage out-of-the-box thinking and embrace unconventional ideas. I didn't know how my life was about to transform, but I was open to it. When I went to visit my mother, she was the first woman and the first black director of military schools for the Department of Defense Atlantic Region. She'd been born poor in a shack in Georgia, nearly died from tuberculosis as a teenager, and battled cancer for decades. We had great conversations while traveling about the questions and issues in life. We talked on trains, airplanes, in hotel rooms. And when I told her I felt called to write, she supported me 200%. Number six, learn and adapt. View negative circumstances as learning experiences. Consider how you can adapt and grow from the situation. Each setback can be a stepping stone to a more innovative and resilient version of yourself. I felt called to write a novel. I had to study the craft of writing. I had to read best-selling books. I poured over writing resources. Explore new avenues. Negative circumstances might lead you to explore uncharted territories. Be open to trying new things or pursuing different paths. Sometimes unexpected detours can lead to exciting creative opportunities. I was shocked that God was calling me to write a book, but I was thrilled to give it a try. Once you step into the unknown, 
you will find that the universe will meet you there. While I was in London and I started writing those first few pages, I thumbed the yellow pages. It was back in the day when we still had yellow pages. And I called Batum Publishing. And they gave me their editorial department. And a nice young editor was uh, kind to me, talked to me, and told me to send her what I was writing. And she continued to mentor me through the process. Number eight, seek inspiration from others. Learn from others who have faced adversity and responded creatively. Read about their stories, watch documentaries, or attend talks that showcase how creative responses can lead to positive change. My mom was my gal. I was fortunate to be living with the person who inspired me most in life. Collaborate and connect. Engage with others who share your struggles or interests. Collaborative brainstorming and sharing experiences can lead to fresh insights and creative solutions that you might not have thought of on your own. This is the one area I didn't engage. I was on the outskirts of England, which was on down and living on a dark, windy, two-lane highway, which wasn't very accessible. There were no writing groups near me, but with my nativity, I go back to picking up the phone and calling Batum Publishing in London and talking with an editor who mentored me um, over the phone as I sent her copies of the chapters in the book. Practice self-care. This is so important, especially if you're a mom. Maintain your physical and emotional well-being. Engaging in activities that make you feel good can boost your overall mood and energy, making you more receptive creative to creative thinking. I rested in England. I had afternoon tea. I took naps. I enrolled my boys in school and after school and weekend activities, it was a peaceful time. In conclusion, responding creatively to negative circumstances involves a mix of self-awareness, perspective shifting, and, and artistic expression. By embracing challenges as opportunities for growth and approaching them with an open and creative mindset, you can find innovative solutions, discover new avenues, and ultimately transform negative situations into catalysts for positive change. When negative what negative circumstances can teach us about ourselves is the next section. And I'm going to stop right here and pick it up again later. To those of you who registered for the Zoom, I'm going to be emailing you a couple of these episodes and I hope you enjoy them. I'm so appreciative that you thought enough of me and my work to register for the Creative Positive Response Zoom. KPR for your soul. Let's go. I'm so excited.